0: we are listening to the official podcast of Resurgence Initiatives. Inspiring people to arise together. For more information, go to liveresurgence.com. Travis, well, when I was praying for you guys, praying for Resurgence, I, hear, I heard God all day saying, I am so proud of the way you and your team have stewarded Stewarded Your stewardship is what he has seen. How you have stewarded your time, stewarded into people, the finances, the resources that he has given you. Many people run, but they lack stewardship. But you guys, because of your stewardship, God is saying, I'm going to increase resurgence even to a greater level. I'm going to send resources. I'm going to send people to, 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 to help you expand this ministry. I see Russia opening up for you. And this year in Russia is going to hear resurgence. And churches there are going to be revived because of this ministry. So, Lord, I bless them. I bless his team. Lord, I thank you for an increase. Because, Lord, they've been faithful in a little. Now, God, is a time of increase for this man and his team and for resurgence. And, Lord, I thank you for the stewardship, for the way they have managed your kingdom resources. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. I think now I'm ready. <laughs> Praise God. Whew. Man, Travis, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for letting me come and speak. I, 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 when I met Travis, I was like, this man has got something huge ahead of him. And of course, we share a good friend, Pastor Dino as well. Some of you know him. Uh, wonderful man of God. Uh, he would have been here, but I think he's working out. No, I'm kidding. He's not. (laughs) No, he's at a wedding. He's at a wedding. So we keep looking for each other. How come I don't see you at the gym yet? So I don't look like I might go to the gym, but I still go to the gym. I still work out. Uh, (laughs) I, I want to thank Resurgence for coming to Shiloh Baptist Church in January. I tell you, When you carry something and you go into a place, you change the atmosphere. And so the moment you guys walked in and had that, we as a church had a music fast. And God is honoring the day that you guys walked in till even today, something has shifted at Shiloh Baptist Church. Something has shifted. So some of my leaders are here, some of my uh, church members are here, uh, and they know God is doing something marvelous In a Baptist denomination. Church man. Dog. (laughs) I tell you. God is interested. In shaking up denominations. He's going to unify. The body of Christ. In such a way. You are not going to be calling it. My denomination. Or according to my doctrine. It is going to be according to Jesus Christ. Himself. (laughs) Under whose name under whose name we all worship and the world will not even recognize denominations anymore they're going to recognize the children of God amen so we're going to manifest what God's children is going to look like and denominational walls are going to come down in fact i see the baptist the alliance the reform the pentecostal all of them uniting hands and saying we are walking in this together And because of that, a mighty wave of the Holy Spirit is going to flood this city and going to prepare future leaders, going to prepare missionaries to be sent out to the world. I tell you, Edmonton was one day not known. Maybe we were known for our West Edmonton Mall. That was a long time ago. Maybe we were known for the Edmonton Oilers. That was still a long time ago. We were known for our football team. Woohoo. <laughs> but that's something much greater that the city is going to be known for, and it's going to be known for as the city of revival. Yeah. I speak that over. Man. Whew. I don't think I want to speak over the atmosphere. Man, if I can. You know, uh, a few days ago I was just really in agony and praying and crying out to God on behalf of children, on behalf of children, especially when you hear that this kid got abducted and this poor kid got sexually abused and that this happened. And man, I said, Lord, my heart is heavy. I can't handle this. I can't handle the amount. And of course, like uh, this morning, there was an Amber Alert, I think, on the phone. And I just wept. I said, God, come on. Um, but he reminded me of something a few days ago Uh, while I was in just in prayer and as I fell asleep and I had this unique dream and I saw uh, child abductors you know people coming in to take kids away and I can't remember if I was screaming out loud or if I was screaming in my heart I was like get out of there get out of there somebody help get out of there but then I saw the kids do something and of course like I woke up and distraught I said come on God that's the last thing I wanted to see in a dream. And God said, no, 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 you're focusing on the wrong thing. Think about what the kids were doing. The kids were setting up barriers to protect themselves. And they were speaking in authority, pushing the abductors away. God is saying the days are coming where I will empower children to push away the spirit of abduction. Of course, my, my, my fleshly mind says, but they're only kids. How, do you, how, are they going to, how are they going to push? And that's when God said, I will give them authority that when they speak, their spirit of abduction, of sexual abuse will be driven away. So children, get ready. God's going to empower you to drive out snakes and scorpions and to stop them by the very word of your mouth. Amen. And you're going to set up barriers to protect yourself, to protect your friends. So God says, don't focus on the negative. Focus on what I'm going to do. Where sin abounds, grace abounds even greater. So look for my grace in the midst of sin. My God. So that's a a mighty thing that God's going to do, man, with our kids. Especially now that I've got kids, man, my heart was just weeping and saying, I'm going to protect these little ones. And God's like, I'm going to empower them to speak. In authority, this is the work of God. even as parents we can fail a lot, but I'm here to say God is the big dad. Amen. Oh man and I tell you like it's, it's a blessing pastoring at Charlotte Baptist Church. Uh, you know we've, we've been through a lot and you know I feel like we've, we've re- reached a place of breakthrough as a church. Um, and, and even even this is crazy. Like we, we have uh, David Hogan coming to minister in a Baptist church next month. <laughs> now if you know who David Hogan is, he's a redneck out in the jungle type of guy. Really rough, but he's a powerhouse. And, you know, I was like, God, I, I, I want the polished three-point sermon pure. You know, like this, nice. Oh, man, he's bringing someone else. <laughs> and so... Uh, you know, one of the theme of our year is enlargement, expansion, and extension. And God's like, if you stay in your comfort zone, how on earth are you going to experience Me? Yeah. If you stay within the comfort of your four walls in the church, if your denomination, of what you are aware, how are you going to experience Me? And that's when God challenged me: enlarge your tent and drive them deep. Because I'm bringing in strange people that you're not familiar with. And so God's doing something. I encourage you to come and be sandblasted by the Holy Spirit <laughs> next month. Oh, man. Okay. Let me get into the word. Let me just get into it. Oh, thank you, God. So far, have you guys received the word, what I've been sh- uh, sharing? Yeah? Okay. I've just been sowing seeds. I've just been sowing seeds into your heart. Because uh, God's going to do something mighty. Um, while I was meditating, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start with my family. I have a beautiful wife, Brett Matthew, and of course my mother-in-law is sitting right there. Hi, mom! <laughs> and a good friend, Linda, as well, Raynell and Linda. And I bless them in the Lord, and I honor them. I have a son, Canaan, Ezekiel, Matthew, four years old, who is energetic, full of life, sociable, energetic. Have I said that already? <laughs> and then I have Kadesh, Abigail Matthew, who was born just two weeks ago today, actually. Two weeks ago today. So it's, it's a beautiful season. And, and, and while I was meditating, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start with the story of my daughter. And that's where I'm going to get into. Um, I remember a few years ago when, you know, my wife and I were like, man, how come nothing's happening? I mean, Canaan was easy. Like, what's going on here? And I was crying out to God. I said, Lord, what's going on? You know, and while I was driving, Lord just spoke in my heart and said, you got two choices here, if you want. He said, I'll honor you. I'll honor the choice that you make. I was like, what? You'll honor it? like, yeah. But here it is. It's the number one, you can do what, you know, what is typical, you know. Oh, I want to have kids that are two years apart, one year apart, and he said, I'll honor that. You know, I've blessed man that way. Or you can wait for a prophetic call on your next child. And he said, Your next child, the birthing of your next child, will be a sign of a new season for you and your family. So, oh man, someone is receiving it. Amen. I just see that. My topic today is It is your season. It is your season. And I tell you, I was, man, I, and I was like, okay, God, so if, if this is what I want, because Canaan was prophetic too, and you know, like there was, I, I can't get into all the story, but there was also an attack on his health, but we just stood on, on, on faith and just said, God, no, we, we do not choose the doctor's report, we choose the Lord's report, and that our son is healed in Jesus' name. And of course, he's the most healthiest, energetic baby we've ever met, man. woo He runs me down sometimes. <laughs> But I tell you, some of you are on the verge of your season. And, um, oh, my God. So, (laughs) So when I was praying on this, God's like, look, I love you. I delight in you. I even entrust you because you delight in me. I'm like, what? When was the last time you heard God say, I trust you? And he he trusts those who delight to him. And I'm like, okay. And that's when he said, I know that you will honor me no matter what. What is your choice? I said, God, I want what you want. He said, then you got to wait for it, buddy. I'm like, all right, I'll wait for it. So a year or so went by. And then one day, my wife was just like sick as anything. I mean, we gave up. We're like, ah, nothing's happening. And uh, my, my wife was just sick. She said, hey, you know, can you come back from the gym? And yeah, yeah, I do go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I do go. One day this will become a six-pack. <laughs> I don't fast. I go slow. <laughs> so I came right <laughs> and ran back. And I said, well, honey, what's going on? What's going on? And she said, oh, do you mind just uh, grabbing a piece of note uh, on the table there? I'm like, okay because she wrote something down, we were trying to plan for our vacation. So we, uh, we grabbed it, brought it in, and then I read, and um, I'm forgetting the reference now, I think First Samuel something says, I prayed for this child, and the Lord has given it to me. And I'm like, because as a guy, things take a while. <laughs> and I was like, and she's like, and I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And I'm like, wait a second, you just quoted a Bible verse that says a child or a son. Are you, this is a a why? And she's like, yes. And she said, Bob, I've been crying all afternoon because I saw God's promise being fulfilled. And what's amazing is seven months prior to that, I I went on um, an Israel trip with the church and we went to a location called Shiloh. And at Shiloh was where Hannah was on her face or on her knees crying out for a child. And I stood where the tabernacle was and I said the same thing God, where Hannah st- stood, I'm standing on the promise that you've given me that one day I will have this child. Seven months later, seven is a number of completion. Seven months later, out comes this beautiful child. I tell you, God keeps his promises. Man, I t- oh, can I tell you how much God delights in you? Okay, this might shake you up. All right, one day I got so frustrated in my relationship with God, I was so annoyed because you know, I was like, I'm reading all the Bible I can, I'm praying as much as I can, but nothing's working, nothing's happening. It just seemed a typical routine, so I said, I give up, I give up reading scripture, I give up praying, I'm done, Lord. I said, don't even trouble me, I am done. So I said, I'm gonna do this one thing. I'm gonna pick up my PlayStation remote control and play that video game and enjoy it to the max. (laughs) I was that angry, man. (laughs) Hey, I still love video games. Don't judge me. (laughs) I believe there's a ministry to video gamers, so I hope I can reach them. I love video games, man. Oh, it's awesome. I, I'd rather that than watch 10 hours of Netflix. Um, so I just stood there holding the remote control, and I was you know, just enjoying my game. And all of a sudden, you know, when you spend time with God, you, you recognize his presence, right? All of a sudden, I sensed this thing right next to him. It's like, what do you want? It's like, what are you doing here? Do you not know I'm not reading the Bible? I'm not praying. You should not even be here. This is unholy ground. This is a place. I am playing video games. (laughs) And I didn't sense a single piece of judgment from him. Nothing. God's like, I just want to chill with you. It's like, what? But I don't have my Bible open. I'm not praying, I'm not weeping, I'm not doing anything. I am just playing my usual thing. And God's like, I am your dad. I want to enjoy what you are doing. Today I want to declare to you, God wants to enjoy what you are doing. If you got that remote control, play with that thing and let him enjoy you. Amen. I knew that was going to get only a few amens. Some of you got to go to the Lego store, buy some Lego and say, Dad, come and play with me. Some of you ladies got to buy some dolls and say, come, Dad, come and play Barbie with me. Man, I'm trying, man. I'm really trying here. (laughs) Okay, take God out on a date to the movie theater. If you're single, keep doing that till you get married. Do it even after you get married, but, you know, I'm just saying. Don't let loneliness kill you. Let the presence of God take over you. Let his delight overpower you so that every moment, every single day, whatever you're doing, he is there enjoying you, church. Oh, my God. That's something I realized about the father's heart is he loves to have fun with this kid. Lots of fun. And so when I realized how much he delights in me, I said, God, I want to delight in you in every way. Going back to my daughter, and this is where, like, you know, we were, like, wrestling with the name and what do we do. And my wife loved the name Kadesh for many, many years. And so we were at a conference that the summit uh, was holding. And uh, we were just praying to so God, I don't know, whatever. You know, we'll just, we'll just leave it in God's hand. And so when we went into the conference, the the pastor of that church just got up and said how, you know, in the heavens, you know, the angels sing to him and they sing, Kadesh, Kadesh, Kadesh. My wife began to cry. I just froze in God's presence. I said, Lord, if that is not a confirmation, I don't know what is. And so we began to sort of, you know, look into the name Kadesh as the time went closer. Kadesh, of course, means to be set apart, to be holy, to be a saint. But if you change even one letter, it means new beginnings. And that's when I remembered God's promise that this birthing will be a sign of new beginnings for you and your family. And it's interesting preaching tonight, two weeks after my new beginning was born, I speak to you, new beginnings. I speak to you, new beginnings. You guys are entering into a season that you've been sowing into weeping over, crying out to God for. Some of you have been crying out as a single person. Let me tell you, your partner is just around the corner. Get ready for marriages. Get ready for marriages, godly marriages. You might wonder why on earth am I still single to this day? It's because he's been preserving you. He's been saving you up for the best. So guess what? You are the best. Ah! You are the best. Man, I don't know if you're ordained or not, but get ready, man. (laughs) Whew. Oh, man, I need to behave myself. Okay. Genesis 2. Genesis chapter 2. Hmm. You know, this word impartation just kept coming into my heart this morning. I said, okay, God, what's impartation? And, you know, it means to give a part or share, to communicate the knowledge of, to make known, to show by words or tokens, to tell, to disclose, basically to teach. Okay? To impart means to teach. And in the season, God is saying, receive what you've been imparted with. Alright? And I'm not saying you go run and look for some kind of a mantle, someone to throw their jacket over you, or someone to give their shoes so that you can walk in an anointing. I'm not Dude, let me just bring it down to an earth, just down to earth a little bit, all right? Okay, I remember being, of course, at another conference. And, of course, the the preacher was like, I'm going to give someone a jacket. I was like, man, you're skinnier than me. That's that's not going to fit. No anointing. I'm sorry, God. Oh, I'm going to give my shoes. I'm like, yeah, my feet's nine. You're a little bit bigger than me. And I was like, God, come on. You know, I'm hungry for this. And God's like, no, 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 no. Pay attention to instructions. Because that is how you receive your impartation. Let me ask you something. When you go to the gym. Yes, the gym again. When you go to the trainer, do you ask him for his shirt so you can look like him? Come on. Let's be honest here. Do you go to the trainer and say, give me your shirt because I want to look like you. Get that six pack, look ripped. The guy will say, Go lift some dumbbells, please. <laughs> How come, in the most practical way, if I can explain this, God's not looking for you to run to something to put on, He's looking at you to be trained. When you go to a trainer, the guy's not going to give you his pants, his shorts, his, his gym shirt, nothing. He is going to get you to trained up, to be trained up so you can also use the muscle that he has. And I'm here to tell you, the Holy Spirit is your trainer. You go to the Spirit of God, open the scripture and you will see the muscle that you have. The muscle of faith, the muscle of power, the muscle of wisdom, everything that heaven has has been given to you through Jesus Christ. And you lack nothing, guys. You lack absolutely nothing. Christ in you, the hope of glory. You're going to shine. You're going to shine brighter than anything else. So instead of running to something temporary, run to the Holy Spirit who is permanent. Man, he's the best trainer and he will show you things that you have not even fathomed. Whoo! It's time for the church to get back in the word and get back to the spirit. Yes. yes, you've been under some teachings, some pastoral teachings, some awesome. I respect and honor that. But God is excited for you to run to your secret place, to to run to your prayer closet. To open that Bible and say, Holy Spirit, show me how to flex my muscle. Because all of you, spiritually speaking, are giants. You are giants. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. neighbor. Everyone's like, wait, which one, what is, who is my neighbor? <laughs> <laughs> neighbor. You are a diamond. <laughs> Genesis chapter 2. Man, I tell you, I'm not your typical preacher. I apologize. I am not your typical preacher, man. Whew. Thank you, God. So, Genesis chapter 2, uh, verse 8. Actually, I'll go from verse 5. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, no shrub of the field was yet on the earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprouted. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth, and there was no man to cultivate the ground. Can we read that again? No shrub of the field was yet on the earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprouted. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the ground and there was no man to cultivate the ground. You are that important. You are that significant. Alright? Look at that. But a mist rose from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. Then, someone say then. 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 Say it out loud. Then. Then the Lord God Form man from the dust of the ground and breathe into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. If I can share another nugget over here, don't look for positions, look for holy ground. There are grounds that are being prepared for you. Don't look for a position. Don't look for even a pulpit. Don't look for uh, even a promotion. You know what? Look for the right ground where the Spirit of God has hovered over and brought a mist and watered that ground just for you. Do you hear me, church? Do you hear me? Someone received this? Because in this season, you've been looking for a position, but God is saying, look for the ground. Because the ground is right. And it's holy ground. It's holy ground and it's looking for the manifestations of the sons of God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Walking into holy ground. Some of your ground could be a church. Some of your ground could be the job that you're at. It could even be your marriage. Whatever ground, he made it holy. You know, when Jesus said the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are, you see, the ground is not the issue. The harvest is not the issue. You know, I've heard people say Canada is the hardest nation, or one of the hardest nations to reach. It's not. We just haven't figured it out yet how to reach Canada. We have no excuse. According to God's word, the harvest is plentiful. So he said, pray to the Lord of the harvest to thrust out laborers into the field. Some of us are going to get a... (laughs) In this season, you're going to be pushed out, thrusted out into the field. Your comfort zones are going to be broken. Your little bubble is going to be popped. And God's going to thrust you into your calling. Touch your neighbor and say, get ready to be thrusted. (laughs) Jesus! Jesus! Hey! Been sowing in tears. Sowing quietly in the world. But your season to be thrusted is now. Mmm. Man. Josh, right? Josh? No. Yeah, come on up and get your wife up here. Come on up. Man. oh Oh, bear with me I'm not your typical preacher bear with me oh Lord God I want to thank you that this family right here is in the position of being thrusted it's like a bow and arrow and the person holding this has been pulling and pulling and pulling and pulling and you wonder man when will we we'll be moving forward? God saying, I'm going to release you like an arrow. You guys are going to be mighty warriors. I pray blessing over your business. I pray blessing over your children in the name of Jesus Christ. That they will be, oh my gosh, they will be thrusters. <laughs> they will help others be thrusted out because of your experience being trusted. Lord, I thank you that even in the days to come, They will enjoy fruitfulness. Fruitfulness in the name of Jesus. This family is going to be a fruitful family. I pray healing in the name of Jesus. I thank you that no weapon formed against you has ever prospered. And every tongue that has been risen against you has been shut up. And today I call them blessed. I call them blessed. I call them Blessed. Father, I thank you that the community that they're in are just waiting for them to be manifested. And Lord, that manifestation is now. It's now. It's now. Lord, I thank, you. I see you travel. I see these huge mountains, beautiful tropical mountains. I don't know if you've got any connections with tropical areas, but I see tropical areas being opened to you guys. Guys traveling into regions. Where gangs abide and have taken control. Fear not, I've empowered you to take over the spirit that has controlled some of those territories. You're going to take over some territories, Joshua. Just as Joshua in the Bible took over territories and conquered each one by the arm of the Lord. It will not be by your might by any of your strength, it's going to be by the power of the Holy Spirit. You're going to see doors open the next few months. Doors that you've been praying for, asking God for. God's going to give you guys new songs to sing. Songs of birthing. New songs. It is a new season. It's a new day. There's a fresh anointing over you guys. Today is your day. Lord, thrust them out into regions that they haven't even dreamed of. I bless them. We bless them as a body of Christ. In the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can you give these guys a big hand? Bless you. Bless you. Man. Stop that for you guys. Wow. I want to close the Bible, man. Oh, I said, okay, we can uh, just soft music in the back, if you don't mind. Yes, you, Karen. <laughs> She's like, what? Man, I came prepared with these huge notes, and God just crashed half of it. <laughs> he just took half of it off. Man. With this one story, too, I want to encourage someone. Um, actually, I'll read it first, and then I want to encourage you. First Kings chapter 17. If it's up there, I'll love to read, but if not, I'll open here. First Kings chapter 17. Hmm. Verses 17 to 24. So, first Kings chapter 17, 17 to 24. And this is the widow of Zarephath. Later on, the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, became terribly sick, so much so that he had no breath left in him. She said to Elijah, what do I have to do with you, O man of God? Have you come to remind me of my sin and to kill my son? And he said to her, give me your son. And he took him out of her arms and carried him up to a loft. Where he slept and laid him on his bed. He cried to the Lord and said, "O oh Lord my God, have you brought tragedy upon the widow with whom I live by, by killing her son? And he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried to the Lord and said, "O oh Lord my God, I pray that you let this child's soul come into him again. The Lord heard the voice of Elijah and the soul of the child came into him again and he was revived. Say revived. Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and returned him to his mother. And Elijah said, see, your son lives. The woman said to Elijah, now, because of this, I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord in your mouth is truth. Man, something about this story struck my heart. It actually um, it sort of grieved the father's heart, but he was more delighted to share to liberate you know I went to see a couple of friends who were going through some intense health battles intense and they're like you know we need a pastor today because they were strong for me for many years and prayed with me and stuff and I said okay I'll come over I'll pray with you guys let's see and of course you know when I walked in they said Bob it feels like what Psalm 23 says, even though I walked to the valley of the shadow of death. And they were so close to experiencing death. So close. Many times came that close to experiencing death. You know what's interesting? It's the shadow of death, not literal death. And they said, what did we do wrong? Are we missing the point? Did we do something? Is there something that we did that has grieved God and now He's punishing us So this is going on? Let me tell you, when you walk in the valley of the shadow of death, you will ask some of those questions. They said, we're sore, we, we feel embarrassed. We, we even struggle with our faith to even declare God we trust you. We, we struggle with that. Sometimes we wonder, are we Christians even? Because they were walking in the valley of the shadow of death. kept asking the same question but did we miss something? Did we sin? Did we do something? And immediately I felt the father's heart grieved and said son this is how most of my children think they think they did something wrong they think they did something wrong and therefore they're going through a battlefield I'm here to tell you you didn't do anything wrong you are the delight of your father, you are the apple of his, high, of his eye. You did nothing wrong to go through the valley of the shadow of death. And my heart just broke, and then I, I came into this passage where even this widow looked at Elijah and said, What did I do wrong to get this? And if you notice, God did not reveal a single thing about this woman. To say, hey, you know what, she has to repent for this, do this right, do that right. Let me tell you, do you realize how you come back into a curse? By following the law on your own strength. Galatians chapter 3 talks about that. And oftentimes we think, God, what did we do wrong? What did we do wrong? Did we come under a curse because we were walking in our strength? And here this woman was crying out and said, "What did I do wrong?" And God repeated again in my heart, "Many of my children think that they're doing something wrong, so I'm punishing them, but my son has been punished on their behalf. He's doing nothing wrong, guys. You're doing absolutely nothing wrong." Jesus said, "In this world you will have tribulations. but be of good cheer. I have overcome this world. You are more than conquerors. You have done nothing wrong. Nail that idea at the cross. You are a children of God. Man, I just felt God just weeping and saying, that's my cry to my children, to tell them they have done nothing wrong. Because even in this circumstance, in the Old Testament, God Almighty Didn't even condemn the widow. Instead, brought her son back to life. Yeah, you're going through a time of crushing right now. Yeah, you're going through the valley of the shadow of death. But you know what? Later on, says he anoints my head with oil, my cup overflows. What if the crushing was meant to bring the anointing out? Unless the grape is crushed, there is no wine. Unless the olive is crushed, there is no oil. Unless the seed dies, there is no life. How many of you in this room, if you want to be honest with me, have been going through the valley of the shadow of death I have. See those hands? See those hands? See those hands? Take this verse. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life man and I'm going to dwell in God's presence forever what if it's not about you it's about his presence what if the crushing is not about you or your success but about his presence what if the crushing was not about how successful your ministry can be but about his presence What if the brokenness and the breaking was more about his presence, Travis? What if everything you went through was more about him pouring out of you than Travis being poured out? I might be speaking to him, but I'm speaking to all of you as well. What if the crushing was so that the fourth person can be revealed in the fire? Your friends might have thrown you under the bus. Your family must have thrown you under the bus. You must have been been pushed into a fire. But then, what did the king notice? Instead of noticing the three men, he saw the fourth person. What if the fire you're going through was not meant for you to shine, but for God to shine through you? If Jesus hadn't been crushed, if Jesus hadn't been beaten, nailed to the cross, the Father would have not been revealed through him. The love of God would have not been revealed. What if it is not about you today? What if your business been failing and failing and failing was so that it can be less of you and more of him? What if the failure even in your relationship, your friendship was so that he can be revealed in you? (laughs) What if the crushing was meant for his glory? Could we stand up, please? Set a fire God in our hearts. Set a fire, God, in our hearts and keep it burning. Keep it burning, God. Tara the new wine coming to you. This new wine. Your prophetic gift is gonna go. A whole nother level you will not even have to struggle it's just going to flow out of you like a river where you work it's just going to come out like a normal conversation people are going to be saved healed delivered set free depression oh man in Jesus name depression is going to leave where you work there's some co-workers that have been bound by the spirit of depression you're called to be a light in their world to set them free Lord use her mouth like Daniel to interpret dreams some of them are going to have dreams by which they're like this does not make sense and you are going to speak life into those dreams you're going to be called a dream interpreter in the name of Jesus i bless you with that right now right now right now in the name of Jesus he's going to give you the right words the right interpretation everything everything in due season everything at the right time where your children are going to take over what you have started yes they're going to run the race even further than even you Oh, the, the kingdom of darkness are going to have a heyday when your children begin to walk in the calling Jesus fire fire in the name of Jesus fill God overflowing overflowing fire fill her Lord words come out. Jesus, new wine, new wine, new wine, fresh, fresh. Everything is going to be fresh. Your words are going to be fresh. Your vocabulary is going to be fresh. The sentences you use are going to be fresh. Everything is going to be fresh. The way you write is going to be fresh. It's going to be so fresh, it will refresh and it will refresh your own family. It will refresh your husband. It will refresh your uh, your children. It will refresh your parents. It will refresh your friends. It will refresh the community. It will refresh even the nation of Canada. God, I pray a seat in the government would be open even for her. If you think God's not caring about politics in this country. God is and has put a burden in your heart to deal with some of the corruptions that has been going on in the government of Canada. Get ready, God says. I'm sending you like Daniel to speak the wisdom of heaven into the government of Canada. In the name of Jesus, I bless you, Tara. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Spirit, you will run Like someone running in the marathon. Just run. You will run and not grow tired. You will walk and not faint. You will glide on eagle's wings. You are his baby girl. He wants to assure you that you are his baby girl. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. God. Whew. Jesus. Oh, Where at just take a moment and talk to him. Or just let him talk to you. out spirit break out let the walls come down right now spirit break out spirit break out spirit break out let the walls come down Mm. someone by the name Sarah here, Sarah Sarah. What's your last name? Sorry. Come, let me pray for you. Is there, another, is there any other Sarah here as well? Come on up. Bring all the Sarahs up. <laughs> you guys' name came repeating in my heart early today. so Okay. What's your last name? as the mother of our faith here, Abraham's wife Sarah who was barren for many years but have been in waiting some of you guys have been in waiting a waiting period and anytime you try to lift your head up, it's been pushed down. Anytime you try to speak up, you've been told to shut up, or you've been looked down. I see, a, uh, what do you call, it? women leaders? Four of you guys right here rising up, and God's going to use you where women were put down and said, "You shut up and you sit down." see God raising your head up I see God raising your head up I see God raising your head up times coming where women, Christian spirit filled women are going to be acknowledged as great leaders in this nation and the four of you guys are one among the chosen in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus lift your head up where does your help come from your help comes from the Lord the maker of heaven and earth he's going to increase your gift in the art your gift in painting your gift is going to be recognized and it's going to draw, it's going to open doors for you and as you move in what God has deposited inside of you one door will open. Next door will open. I hear the Father saying, be patient. Be patient. I'm taking you one step at a time. You'll be very overwhelmed if you rush all into it. But I'm taking you one step at a time. God's honoring you. He's honoring you. I see books Poetry. I see poems being written in the Spirit. They sound like songs. And you can't put a melody on it yet, but they come to you like rhythm. But today, in Jesus' name, let this author rise up in the Holy Spirit. In the Holy Spirit. God's going to give you ideas in in your dreams. He's going to give ideas in your dreams and as he gives it to you and as you write it down, more will come. More will come and he's going to increase you and increase you and increase you and soon the right publisher will find you. I bless her in the name of Jesus. I bless her in the name of Jesus. Children's ministry. The children are going to call you blessed You're going to be respected as a spiritual mother to many children in this nation. He's going to bless the words of your mouth. He's going to use you in wisdom. There's going to be daycares opening up for you. Daycare. They'll open up because you are a woman of wisdom. A woman that carries God's anointing. And children, orphans, children that have been rejected even in their own family will find their safety in you. And they're going to find the love of God through you. I bless you right now in Jesus' name with the wisdom of God. Wisdom of God. You be called a blessed mother. A blessed mother. A blessed mother spiritual sons and daughters are going to be coming out. Spiritual sons and daughters are going to be coming out. Father, I bless this Sarah who is also going to rise up as a mighty woman of God. The time has come, God says. This is your season. This is your hour. Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged at all. God loves you. He loves you. God, and for this era, I see laughter. I see joy bursting forth. You once wept uncontrollably overnight. God says joy is coming in the morning. I don't know, I, I, uh, some kind of a death happened I don't know if that was in your family or in your life. I don't know. Something inside of you just felt like it died. I don't know. I see something inside of you that just felt like it died. Lord, I thank you. Life is going to come forth out of Sarah. Life is going to come forth out of Sarah. People will call you blessed. You will be a blessed woman in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, thank you. If you can stretch your hands over this Sarah's. God's going to raise them up as mighty, mighty women of God. Lord, today we bless them. Fill them with the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Lord, that when they go out in whatever the hand finds to do, Lord, they will prosper. Be in good health. Even as the soul prospers, that the nation of Canada will be impacted by the kingdom of God inside of them. Today, Lord, we bless them in Jesus' name. We bless the heirs in Jesus' name. Lord, let them conquer mountains. Mountains by which they were not allowed to step into. That today, for, this day forward, they will hike up that mountain. Put the flag of God on that mountain and say, This day we declare that this is the year of the Lord. In Jesus' name. Mighty women of valor. Mighty women of valor. Mighty women of valor in Jesus name Jesus name Jesus name Jesus name Jesus name Jesus name Listening to the official podcast of Resurgence. For more information, go to liveresurgence.com.